Are you looking to start a podcast? Well, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. They offer a lot of great services, such as their creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. Did I forget to mention that it's free? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Inner Mom's Basement Video Game Podcast, where we talk about everything video games with your host, Dan Giofway and Rage Quit Pat. What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of In Our Mom's Basement, episode 49. And yes, it is 2020, and this is the first episode of a new year. Super excited. I am Dan Joffrey, joined with Rage Quit Pat and a special guest, No Show Barboso. What is happening, guys? What's going on, man? Thank well, you for the invite. We it's have good to be to, back. We have to correct your name. Your name is not Dan Joffrey. It is Dan the Pizza Man. And now uh, I think this is episode 49. I've introduced you as Dan the Pizza Man several times. So I think now that is your new introduction. All right, Dan the Pizza Man. I'll try. I'll try that for next time. All right. Uh, before we jump into the topics, we, we do got quite a bit to talk about, you know, some delays, some PlayStation stuff, Xbox stuff, all the good stuff before we jump into that, though. Of course, I got to tell you where to find us. You can find us on pretty much any social media platform out there, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, in our mom's basement, any any podcast platform, Pandora, Spotify, Apple, Google Music, at in our mom's basement, and of course our website at inourmomsbasement.com. And uh, before we jump in, uh, Pat and I haven't actually officially got to say this yet, uh, but we are now sponsored with Black and Games. And uh, super excited. I know Pat's excited. Hey, Pat. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, we, we got a uh, really cool tournament coming up in March as well. So we are very excited as well. And that is sponsored by Black Ink Games as well. So definitely very excited about that. Yeah, of course. And uh, if you guys do decide to check them out, they're uh, blackinkgames.com, our promotion code basement for 15% off. So, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so now we can uh, jump into the topics. Man, delays, man, delay. This year started off with delays like crazy. It's only, it's only the first month, and what already got five delays. What's going on? Well, it, so so let, let, uh, you know what I'm gonna look at this as a a good thing. I'm gonna let Alex as well speak. Um, but I think I'm looking at this as a good thing. As much as I want to play Cyberpunk, you know, I think we we let's let's take a look back here. You know, of course, Star Wars Battlefront is at the top of game. Actually, no, yeah, Battlefront one. Definitely was a game that was rushed. Let's look at Fallout 76, of course. Anthem. Uh, there's a plethora of games that are rushed right now that we have the power of DLC. Developers think like, oh, you know, it's DLC, it's DLC. You know, we could just keep, you know, we'll just come out with a patch. But now, I mean, gamers are revolting. I mean, l what the hell? Look what happened to Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I don't know anybody that plays it anymore. I don't even know what's going on with that game anymore. Same thing with Anthem. I have no idea what they're doing. Supposedly Bioware is what? Going to do a massive overhaul like they did with Destiny and um, what they've done with... Uh, I forget that game. I ha Hello Games. Um, what game am I thinking of? Oh, Hello Games. Oh, my God. I know what you're talking about. Uh uh, no Man's Sky? No Man's Sky, yeah. So what are they doing? So I'm looking at this as a good thing. You know, de definitely history. We don't want history to repeat itself, especially for, especially for Cyberpunk. This is a new IP uh, for um, for that for that developer. Of course, they're known for Witcher. And this is a new IP. Of course, this is completely different from Witcher. Gameplay style-wise, it's a first person. It's set in the future. But you definitely want to get off to a good foot, right? So... I'm actually happy they've pushed this back. I mean, we got to wait all the way to September, but hey, it's better than get, getting a broken, complete mess of a game, especially when yeah, you're coming sure. out with a new IP. You know, I was okay with Marvel, uh, Avengers, and Cyberpunk being delayed, but I think the one that hurt me the most was Dying Light because I love Dying Light. I was super excited uh, to, to play it again. And uh, no, so man, how, how do you feel about this? 
Yeah, so basically when you think about it, like, a lot of these games, right, are at the very edge of the next gen, and I feel like that has something to do about it. Like, we had a couple reports going on about Cyberpunk, for example, that it wasn't running properly on actually on, on the current PS4 and the Xbox One. Not the X or the Pro, but there seems like the part of the issue of developing was related to them. And honestly, you know, a game of that scale isn't that surprising. We had had examples with Star Wars, right? Star Wars ran pretty decent on the X and then on the Pro. But then we had some, like, frame pacing issues and some pixelations that were showing off and performance issues. And we're starting to see that a lot more. And I feel like these guys are really reaching the very limit of with these games. And they're trying, you know, they're kind of like, oh, guys, you know, we can't do it, but we're not going to get the quality that we're expecting from it. So we need more time developing it. The other thing with Dying Light, uh, I was expecting it. But when they said Windows, like, you know, they didn't give us, like, they said Spring Window, right? And now they push it back indefinitely. Like, they did say it was going to be on next gen. And, but that that's all there is to it. So, again, I feel like very much the same case. I think all of these developers are at the very grasping this. And they're, like, not knowing what to do, honestly. They're like, hey, you know. We're pushing this game to the limit, but now we're just kind of like, uh, I don't know if we can't do this. What do we need to make this work? You know, I feel like some of the issues are related to that. What do you guys think about that? Um, I mean, Dying Light 2, I, I fully expected it should be next gen, especially now that they delayed it and there's no release window at all. We haven't really seen anything much of it since E3. So I think it's definitely a better move for them to you know what, let, let's just wait till for next gen. Let's get the game ready. Let's rehash the graphics and everything like that. Let's get a good game, especially for next generation. You want to come off, come out the gate hot with um, Xbox Series X and, of course, PS5. I think it's good. You know, of course, I do agree with Dan. I was upset. I do want to play it now because I think Dying Light is definitely one of the most underrated uh, games on the, on, on, of course, I can't believe I'm going to be saying this, on, pos- on soon-to-be uh, last generation. Definitely one of the most underrated games. If you haven't played it, I definitely would check it out. It is a really, you know, it's definitely, it's like dying Dead Island, but definitely much better. But uh, Marvel's Avengers, I don't really care for too much. I mean, that game right now, to me, I think is in the mix of it could be good, it could be a failure right now. From what I see from reports, some people are very skeptical on the game. So I'm not really, you know, too, I didn't really care too much that that game was delayed. But, I mean, it's a daring thing to come out the same month as Cyberpunk, which obviously is one of the most anticipated games of this year. Um, and, uh, one that kind of got swept under the rug we haven't mentioned yet, you know, uh, Final Fantasy. That got delayed, I mean, only by a month. But, you know, again, another delay for Final Fantasy. I know a lot of people are have been waiting for this game since its announcement. And, Barbosa, I know you're one of them. So what were your thoughts? You know, um, I know, again, just a month, but still. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they need more time. The, the thing is, like, they're only covering, like, the first beginning part of the games for a lot of fans, like, that ends in Midgard. So, you know, that portion by the original game, it's decently long, but it's not that big. So they're trying to expanding it. And I seen it in action. The game looks really good, uh, but definitely needed some work on it. So I guess they're just polishing it. You guys remember Final Fantasy XV, right? You know, we have a lot of, like, you know, some people love it, some people hate it, and it's a lot of more hate versus actually love, to be honest. And I feel like Square Enix and, like, Ubisoft and all these developers are like, we can't bomb rush these titles anymore as much as we're trying to set deadlines because that's, you know, that can hurt our image. And honestly, it's only a month, but, you know, a little bit disappointed, yeah, but then I got a lot of games in March coming out. Like, if you really think about it, right, you got, for me, a JRPG guy, Persona 5 Royal. That's huge in Japan. It's becoming really big here in the U.S. now, too. So there's other March titles coming out. So now that kind of gives you more lean way to play other games, like Neo 2 and all of that. But definitely, um, did I expect it? Not really, because it was just such a set date. You know, like when you have, like, March 3rd, right? You don't expect somebody to be like, hey, guys, we're going to push back. If they said, like, you know, Dying Light, right? Spring Window, or summer window when they have like for a PlayStation a four game and Ghost of Tsushima, you don't ex- you're not like in the back of your head, like oh you know it's definitely going to come that season because you know how this the, the gaming market is right now right everybody's like pushback is like a very common thing, 
you know, the question that we have to ask ourselves is like, should be companies really setting dates from now on, or maybe windows are better and just go from there once they're ready to announce the release date instead, you know, we expect maybe uh summer or winter win- like window. Here's a sneak peek of our game. Maybe they should give us that instead of dates. You know, I think people are getting very mad at the fact that there are set dates in stone and now they're trying to reverse that. No, what, what they should do is they should be like expected September 15th, but realistically it's going to be December 15th. Well, that's what they should do. You know, I'm trying to think of this also as a positive. You know, again, we, we've had a lot of games that have come out the past couple of years that have been complete and utter disasters because, you know, they've rushed it. Ghost Recon Breakpoint being a more recent one. There's been a lot of AAA titles that have been rushed, and they've been a complete mess. So, again, I'm trying to look at this as a very positive thing. Let's look at this as, again, CD Projekt Red. This is their new IP. So I do agree, push it back. If it's not ready, it's not ready. This is a new IP. You want to get, you know, that you want to kind of distance yourself from Witcher, right? Because everyone looks at CD Projekt Red and Witcher is the hot thing right now because of the Netflix show. Now they're coming out with an animated movie. You know, more people started playing Witcher 3 shortly after watching the show. So CD Projekt Red, I, I feel like, you know what, let's try to... Let's look at Bethesda, too. They got Fallout. They got Elder Scrolls. Two completely different games, right? But they both are RPGs, but they're completely different. They separate themselves from, you know, each other. They're not really compared to each other. So I think it's very smart that CD Projekt Red probably looked, like like Barbosa mentioned, like, look, guys, this game is not running good. Let's push it back, and, you know, let's make sure this game runs great again because I'm not saying that, you know, again, Witcher 3 was we Witcher 3 quite frankly is a game uh that's has set the standard uh for video games so i mean it's it's definitely a, a very influential game but i think that they kind of want to move on from something else right now and i think they don't want to mess it up and i think it's a very smart move yeah there's actually two more games that were delayed that aren't on the list uh not not like big games or anything but you know the iron man vr was delayed and uh one game close to my heart is a DLC. Not it's technically not a game, but the Ark DLC also got delayed this year. So, a couple of things delayed, but I would rather, like Barbosa, you said, I would rather them fix the game and me being able to enjoy the game a lot more means a lot more to me than uh, playing a broken game like Anthem, for example. Yeah. Broken. Broken, broken is a is a very nice word for that game. Yeah, honestly, like I feel like the the motto of last year's generation, right? Yeah, yeah I guess it was uh, pretty. It's nice, like so. let's uh, fix a game later. Like that, literally, like that happened in so many games for us in this past generation. Like, I hopefully by the are the new one with PS5 and Series X. I let's just fix that a little bit like let's try to like you know reduce like the uh you know unfinished games being released i i get that they have deadlines and they're in it's still a business but man you know how many fans got pissed off in this past generation is quite it's quite all you know more than like previous ones yeah i think at the point we just starting to get used to it it's become tradition uh so as we get through the the big delays of 2020, I thought about saying 19, but I stopped myself. Uh, I am actually starting a new segment here, and basically, before every every two weeks, I'm going to be playing a indie game, and I'm going to review it here on the podcast. It's going to be short and sweet. Uh, so I took a indie out of Jade Indies collection. And I actually played Untitled Goose Game, and God, I absolutely loved that game. It is so much fun. It's on Game Pass, so I, I just downloaded it. It's hilarious. You know, it's, it's the graphics aren't nothing to die for, but it's it's really unique with a, an awesome concept. You get to run around as a duck, a, sorry, a goose, and uh, you have to solve these like these puzzles. And I just love fucking with the people, man. I would just uh, grab anything in sight that he needed and run away, and just make. And, and I used to just throw it in the lake, so he would have to go get it. 
And I, I had so much fun with that game, and I, I really do recommend that game to anybody who likes joining, just playing some fun, hilarious indie games. I mean, uh, Alex, have you actually played it, or you're not big into the indie life? No, I like indie games. Uh, I haven't played it yet. I'm waiting. Uh, it's going to be releasing console soon, right? I'm waiting for it, that. It's already on console. Oh, it is? All right. Yeah, it's, it's on Xbox Game Pass. I, then I'm definitely downloading it. I appreciate you yeah, telling so me that. I definitely recommend it. Jay introduced it to us, and uh, <laughs> I'm glad she did. And I, I don't know what indie game I'm going to be playing for the next podcast, but definitely will be something. Uh, so... The next thing we're going to be talking about is probably one of the uh, our main topics, and that is PlayStation. And, uh, you know, we're going to jump into the Spider-Man leak. Um, so, <laughs> Spider-Man leak. What's going on with that, Pat? So what I, I came across this yesterday. on uh, I got it from What Culture Gaming. And, there, I mean, it, it came through Reddit as well. So, I mean, there has been uh, some rumors about it. I mean, if, if it is true... It does make sense due to the fact that it is about a been a three year window since we got the first uh, Spider Man game. So the it was apparent insider leak originating on Reddit, uh, allegedly undiscovered details about the in production product. So a couple of the mainstays that uh, we've looked at. Uh, one of the things I saw they're going to be adding Queens. Um, that's one of the areas that they're going to be adding in the new Spider Man game. Um, also, <clears throat> the uh, rumored villains. Of course, um, spoiler alert here um, going forward. Um, one of the big villain rumors, of course, is the Harry Osborn Venom, which was teased at the end of Spider-Man 1. And then, of course, uh, Green Goblin, um, Carnage, the Lizard, Mysterio, and uh, Cardiac. And for those listeners that haven't played a game, spoiler alert, please. Yeah. So the one interesting thing um, is Cardiac. So I've never heard of Cardiac. And I'm assuming that they're doing this route again like they did with the first game with Mr. Negative where they were introducing a new character. So that's who I'm grasping out of uh, this character, Cardiac. Again, this is only this is a supposed leak. Um, 2021 is the rumor release date, which makes sense because Spider-Man uh, came out in 2018. So it is a good window. And if the rumors are true... I mean, to me, like I've, I've always said it, I've said it on the podcast, I feel that Spider-Man is probably the best PlayStation 4 game i played. I know some people stand by God of War, but as far as exclusives go, man, just Spider-Man, I was really into that game, and I did everything in that game, and like I said, I feel that that is probably one of the best um, you know, PlayStation 4 exclusives, and I can't wait to see what Insomniac is going to go forward with with Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I actually haven't played Spider-Man because I don't have a PlayStation, but uh, eventually I'll play it. Uh, I know a lot of the PlayStation exclusives are eventually going to hit console. I mean, uh, hit PC, so I'll wait until then or I'll play it on next-gen. Another big rumor, too, is that Miles Morales is going to have an expanded role as well. Uh, In the DLC, he was uh, shown... Uh, training off stream with Peter, and it says that um, it could be setting him up to be a playable character and uh, have different powers from uh, Peter as well. So that's also a rumor. Um, and so Uncharted, to answer Jade's question really quick, Uncharted 4 is an amazing game. But as if I'm picking just a generation alone, I'm going to say Spider-Man. But if I'm going to say as a whole, Uncharted 2 is definitely up there for me. But... Comparing Uncharted 4 and Spider-Man, I, I give the edge to Spider-Man. Uh, Alex, you played Spider-Man? Oh yeah, I was letting you guys finish up. But yeah, I definitely did. Uh, loved it. Uh, it was definitely one of my favorite games of PS4. I wouldn't say it's the best one, but it's definitely up there. I'm one of those. Um, hopefully it's true, uh, because there's a lot of rumors going on about release, especially, you know, with the event that's going to supposedly going to be in February coming up. I feel like, you know, the, another rumor that's going on is that they're going to announce Horizon Zero Dawn 2 as well. But then, like, you know, there's a rumor about Killzone. Like, it's really, like, the amount of rumors that are penting up right now for, like, PlayStation is off the charts. Like, the amount of, like, first-party games and everything. I honestly just can't wait for them to announce this event so we can all see what's happening 
because it's like you know like it, the hype keeps building up and you're trying to wonder what's gonna go you know what's gonna really go down it, you know maybe spider-man is on the you know on getting announced but is it going to be announced right now or, or is it going to be announced later on you get me since it's a 2021 game there's all these variables we got to take into account and i'm kind of like you know, it's exciting because you want to know which launch games are going to come out versus what's going to come out in probably in the first wave. Like, you know how they uh, announced Infamous Second Son? It was kind of like, hey, you know, it's going to come out this window for spring of next year or six months. I wonder if they're going to do the same format, you know, comes back down for release dates and whether the games are going to be ready or not. Yeah, I definitely um I would definitely uh hold off on the uh PlayStation uh preview uh, the PlayStation uh conference that's coming up next month. That's going to be our main topic. So, definitely hold off on some thoughts on that Barbosa. Tuck them inside really quick. And then yeah, I got some thoughts on that too, which yeah, can't sure wait the to excitement get into is real. Yeah. Uh so the next up, we're going to be talking a little bit about Splinter Cell Creative Director. Uh comes back after 8 months. Uh wow, all right. That's uh some surprising news. I know Barbosa was uh, kind of talking about this. Our uh, no-show Barbosa was kind of talking about. Uh, you want to you want to dive into this a little bit, Barbosa, and let us know what's, what's happening. Yeah. So basically, he's been gone for a little while, and then he's being back after eight months. And so now people are speculating whether Splinter Cell is going to be made or not. I mean, Pat, you you can agree with me with this. They've been talking about a Splinter Cell game for quite a while. Less Splinter Cell content was on Ghost Recon Wildlands for the people that played. It was pretty decent what it was, and now Sam Fisher was in the game. Um, but, you know, I'm sure everybody that's a fan of the series and it likes uh, Ubisoft games, it, it's, it's it's time for a Splinter Cell game to come out. They basically skipped a whole generation other than showing up on as a cameo on another game. So I wonder how they're going to play this out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Splinter Cell Blacklist... Was actually a pretty good game. I know they changed the voice actor, but Blacklist was actually a really good game. I enjoyed it, and yeah, definitely skipping a whole. I mean, there was a lot of E3s I sat through for a Ubisoft conference, and I think uh, Dan and I were talking about. I don't know if it was a year or two ago, and at the end, I was like solely disappointed because I thought that's what they're saving their big announcement for. Was oh, here's a big announcement. You would think like, oh my goodness, it's Splinter Cell, but. Yeah, they haven't, you know, they've just been kind of little teasers here and there. Like, oh, I think um, I, one of the developers tweeted out like, oh, yeah, we're working on a new Splinter, we're working on the new Splinter Cell, don't worry. And then, yeah, the creative director has come back after eight months. And, you know, it, yeah, the Wildlands things were pretty cool. I actually really liked Wildlands, just to go off topic, just for a quick second. Wildlands had some good DLC. That was one of them. A lot of good crossovers. It did it with Rainbow Six Siege, too, as well. Um, but, yeah, I'm really hoping that this generation... Sam Fisher makes his um, long-awaited return, and I'm very excited for it because uh, the the series took a really good direction. It kind of took that Assassin's Creed approach where you don't need to be stealth as much anymore, but, I mean, it's more recommended to play the game through stealth. So, yeah, definitely, definitely very excited. And it's definitely a Ubisoft IP that I think um, a lot of players miss and want back. Yeah, man, I would love to see a Splinter Cell again, man. It's been so long since I played a Splinter Cell game. They're probably one of my favorite uh, stealthy games growing up. You know, playing it on PlayStation and whatnot. And I had such a blast. So if, if we do end up seeing another Splinter Cell, I will be so happy. And we are we are definitely going to get into the Xbox stuff soon. But that's going to be a little later, John. Uh, but yeah, Splinter Cell, awesome. Cannot wait for Splinter Cell. And uh, I guess we can uh, jump into the uh, PS Now while we get an upgrade. So um, my, that's actually part of the PlayStation event preview. Okay, perfect. Let's talk about the PlayStation event because I'm actually excited about it because, you know, there are speculations that they are going to show the next PlayStation there. And uh, that'd be really awesome. I mean, before we jump into the other topics of the PlayStation event, do you guys think we're going to see a uh, the, the PlayStation 5 unrevealed? I 100% guarantee I think we will see the PlayStation 5. After Xbox showing up at the Game Awards, showing Series X, PlayStation announcing they're not going to be at E3 again this year, I 100% think that we will see the PS5 reveal at the uh, at the event preview. At the yeah, because I know that uh, 
you know, I see them definitely taking the same route as Microsoft did. As they showed a console, but they didn't get too much into the console as far as spec-wise and some feature-wise. I think they're going to pull the same thing because, you know, specs are still not 100% confirmed on what's exactly going to be in there. So, I mean, I hope, I hope, I would love to see the, the, the design of the uh, PlayStation 5. I want to get hyped. I mean, I am really looking forward to it. Arbosa, do you have any thoughts on what is going to happen with this? Uh, definitely going to happen. They're definitely going to show the system. I think Mark Cerny is going to delve it. They had a, a very similar event in, for New York when PlayStation 4 got announced. They didn't give us a price or anything like that, but they did uh, show the system and then demoed it a little bit. Remember, they even showed <laughs> Knack at that time and uh, because of the particle effects. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, uh, that was a freaking game. Yeah. Knack. That's terrible game Hell. um but yeah they're definitely going to show the system i the thing that's you know bottoming my mind i i can't uh, think about it right so they confirmed they're not going to be on a3 and so you know you have this big event that's going to show the system and probably a couple games now you i ask you this guys where is going to be the proper venue since state of play i don't agree that state of play will be one to announce a release date or a price? Do they do it early now in February or they wait longer? You, you do get me? Like, it's very yeah. interesting in the position they are. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, this is a little bit different. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I, I, yeah, it, it's going to be, it's going to be weird. I think maybe, man, I, I, because obviously I think E3, that's when Microsoft will probably announce price points, specs, and everything like that. But yeah, no, again, no Sony. You would think maybe this year, this would be the year Sony was like, okay, we're making our return. They're like, no, we're just going to continue doing the small of events that we have been doing. So maybe maybe around E3, maybe not obviously that week. Maybe they'll have an event maybe a week before, a couple weeks after. I would think around that time frame, Sony will have a a state of play or something like that where they announce price points, they announce specs and everything like that. But yeah, they are in a very, very interesting position, uh, what they can do here. Yeah, I'm, I'm really uh, curious because, uh, you know, we're going to talk about the, the price projection soon uh, because I actually have some thoughts on that and uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what you guys think about it. But before before we jump into that, ha- have you guys seen the unofficial Dual, the DualShock 5 controller concepts? That shit is actually pretty cool. Yeah, it may say, you know, it seems like it's a little bit thicker and nothing too intense, but um, there's a there's two patents that are out right now, and one of them seems like they have, like, small paddles in the back, so it seems like they might just come with it already. Yeah, you know and I, mean? I think that would be cool. It's like the kind of the uh, Xbox Elite controller type of uh, deal, but with just only two instead of four buttons. I mean, yeah. That would be really cool. I'll, I'll be really glad to see that come to PlayStation because... Because I know now they have the attachment for the PlayStation 4 controllers for the, the DualShock buttons in the back. So that's actually uh, really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited. I've always been a fan of the DualShock. I mean, going back to the PlayStation 3 with that horrendous 6-axis controller, thank God they released the DualShock 3. Uh, the DualShock has always been a great controller. I've never had um, any um, qualms about it. The DualShock 2 is my favorite out of all of them, but uh, DualShock 4 was amazing, and I can't wait to uh, try out the DualShock 5 when that launches with uh, PS5. Yeah, me too, man. And uh, this is where we're going to jump into the price uh, production uh, projections. Um, <clears throat> so the rumors are apparently that the PlayStation 5 is going to cost more than the Xbox. Uh, from what I read, of course, rumors, of course, I just want to say that one more time, is that the PlayStation 5 is going to be 600 while the Xbox will be 500 I mean, wh- where do you guys think this price is going to land let, on, the, on so, the table? So, so let's, take, let's take a look back at, uh, at history here um, with PlayStation 3, again, for example. They announced this was like the one time that Sony was releasing two consoles at the same, you know, at the same time. You had the PS3 to 60 gigabyte console which was uh, 600 then you had the 20 gigabyte console which was 500 essentially the reason why that price point was that high is because basically a PlayStation 2 was in the console as well so i always think anything above 500 is a huge mistake now sony again made that mistake many many years ago by price pointing their console at 599 and they made a 
amazing choice by pricing their PlayStation 4 at 399 Now, always, there's always the rumors, the same thing with Xbox, that they're going to release two consoles. One is going to be the more powerful. The other one's going to be for more of the, you know, the casual gamers that don't really, don't really care about power. So if I'm going to go on the limb and say what my price point's going to be, I would say I would I'd say they're going to be the same price. I think the more powerful Sony console at most will be 550. But if I'm a betting man, I'm going to say it's going to be 499 and then I think they're going to release a console that's more affordable again for people that don't really care about power all that much, you know. Uh, three ninety nine. Oh, all right. Well, that's understandable. So I, I'm trying to, to think about it in the, the the aspects of what we know so far. I mean, as far as the places to find specs go that that are out there, same same with the Xbox specs are out there right now. They are very, very, very similar as far as components, speed, graphics are very similar in that. So I, for me, I wouldn't, I couldn't imagine them being higher prices than each other, I I would have to think they're going to be the same price at five hundred. Uh, I don't I I think that Microsoft at this point has learned its lesson about making consoles so much more expensive than PlayStation. I think they're gonna oh, they're the, gonna actually try to the VCR be competitor the VCR yeah, that they the, released the, VCR. the Xbox uh, One the, the big gigantic VCR. Yeah, I, yeah, huge, I mean, pricing is going to be really interesting because we also got to take into account, like, you know, there's a lot of dealings happening with China and the tariffs. So that might affect our price points in the systems. Um, but I I think the highest price point is $550. Um, I, I totally agree with, uh, for, for like, Rage Quit, like, it's $550 is the highest, but the, the, like, minimum, like, will be 400 and some with the Xbox Series S. Or you know three hundred, depending how you know what kind of components are in there. But I think both systems are going to be arranged out around five hundred. Um, if there is going to be a six hundred dollar system, uh, it will be a higher tier of memory. If they want to start with that, uh, that's possible and a little bit intense. But that's for like hardcore, hardcore. If you have like two terabytes of SSD, guys like me and and Dan are my are more comp- you know. We might do it because we want that extra memory and not do the hassle of adding additional memory. Big facts. Yeah. Yeah. You. You. you I mean, you look at it. Like we're in, we're in a generation now where we could that companies now could release two consoles, right? You know, we look back then it was only we only had you know one console. We look you know play we there was only one PlayStation Four. There was only one Xbox One. Before that, there was. Two X, there was two Xbox 360s, but it just compared. It wasn't even it, what the difference was more memory. It wasn't power. So now we're in a generation where, yeah, these companies could release two consoles uh, depending on the power you want. So I like that we have that choice now. Whether before it was okay, this one you get 60 gigs of memory, and this one you only get 20. This one you get no memory. This one you get 120 gigs of memory. So you know, I like the idea because yeah, you know, not everybody is a, you know, a hardcore gamer wants that power. I mean, you know, this isn't taking a shot at the people who only play Fortnite, but you really think that people are going to want to spend $500 on a brand new console to play, to continue playing Fortnite. You know what I'm saying? You know, so um, I, I think they, I think they need to be smart about it this time. And I think uh, anything above 550 is, I think you're asking for trouble. Yeah, it's a very dangerous route. Um, but we got to think about this too, right? Microsoft has the money and the means to take even a deeper loss on the Series X. Like that's always in the back of my mind, right? Like they they can sell the system even at a lower price because they can take the hit. You know, in in a general scope of things, companies make more money out of software versus actually hardware. Hardware is just you know the the person that creates attachment, right? So they actually make more of their money out of software. So if you can get, you know, a lineup that's crazy and then somehow they, you know, PS5 is 500 and they sell the Series X, which is the equivalent of it, for 450 Guys, mm-hmm. th- this will be a repeat of the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in the beginning. And and also, re- and, and also the thing is, too, you, you know how we always have those... 
And we're going to talk about launch titles in a second. But you know how we always had that norm of like launch titles are always the the this is what sells the system. I don't I don't think so anymore because when you look at PlayStation Four, they didn't really have a launch title. Their yeah, launch lineup was horrible. They didn't really have anything that was like, oh my god, like this this is why I'm buying the PlayStation Four. I know we have Halo coming out for Series X at launch, but I don't think I think that I think that's dead. I think the whole like okay. This is what is going to sell the console. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Switch first came out. It only really had Zelda. That was yeah. it. It didn't really have... Yeah, any, pretty much. You know, it really didn't have anything else. And now, you know, the, the big rumor is for PlayStation is that uh, they're going to have um, an exclusive that's going to be a good launch. But who knows? Yeah, man. Uh, well, let's, might as well just jump into it, man. What, what, what games are you uh, expecting to see or would you like to see become a launch title game for the PlayStation 5. Patrick Orba, both of you take this one away. Well, uh, for me, it definitely, like, launch title is a tough thing because, I, you know, I want to hope and dream that maybe Horizon or, you know, another game like Spider-Man will be announced right off the bat, but it's not going to happen. My lowest expectation for it is... It's I I know I have in my heart that's gonna happen again. It's gonna be Killzone again, without a second. <laughs> but there is one game I'm excited, which has been on rumor for quite a while. It's the remake of Demon Souls. So that's gonna be off the charts. Blue Point supposedly is working on it. Blue Point is very known for all the remakes, and if Demon Souls comes out, they already have my, all my money and more. I apologize. Are we, I had to um, mute my mic for a second. Are we on launch titles? I apologize. We are. Uh, All right. What are you What are you thinking? So the one, so the one rumor I that keeps intense intensifying of a launch title for the PlayStation Five is Horizon Zero Dawn Two. I don't know if you guys have seen a lot of that, but that rumor seems to be really intensifying that that's going to be the main launch title for PlayStation Five. Now, a lot of great things about Horizon Zero Dawn, a really great game. So I think that would be very good for them to have that at launch. But again, I I kind of stand by. You know, I, I just don't think launch titles sell a console anymore at this point. And it, it's kind of unfortunate, right? Like, again, I go back to Xbox as opposed to PlayStation 4. Xbox One, in my opinion, had a better launch lineup than PlayStation 4. Why did PlayStation 4 sell better? Because they were smarter. Xbox had to backtrack on all the mess that they decided to create before they launched. PlayStation 4 was $100 cheaper. It didn't come with a useless peripheral like the Kinect. So, really, and then what what games were you picking up for PS4? Killzone, which was average, and Knack, which was horrible. So, I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn, I think, is a, is a great start for PS5. I think that would be great for them. But again, to me, it all comes down to price point. I do agree with Alex. I would not be surprised if we see another Killzone, because that seems to be the trend with PlayStation at launch is that they love to release another kill zone. So <laughs> Yeah, another uh, rumor game was supposed to be Gran Turismo seven. Yes, I saw that one too as well. well. And a game that is confirmed is Godfall will be a launch title. Uh, yeah, gameplay looks pretty solid on it. We'll see how it is. I hope there is an alpha or a beta so we can try it out before it releases. That'll be good. Yeah, it doesn't look that bad at all, so uh, you know, hopefully when the event does come, they at least give us one or two titles that are going to be launching with it. But the thing is, let's not get our hopes up because who the hell knows what's going to happen. I can tell you one thing it's going to happen for sure. There's a, there are like a couple of rumors and all that coincide with the same thing, right? <laughs> They're going to make God of War, Spider-Man 1, Last of Us Part 2, Ghost of Tsushima, and I don't know what other titles. There are first-party PlayStation 4 games all like PS5 versions with enhancements, you know, full flow bone 4K oh, yeah. and everything. Definitely. So you guys can bet any money that 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 will happen on day one for launch. They might not sell it for sixty bucks, but they're they're gonna be at least forty. I I won't say I wouldn't say day one because they announced that um, backwards compatibility is confirmed. I would I wouldn't be surprised if they went the route like The Last of Us, like Spider Man One. Uh, you know, remastered, and they sell it for maybe thirty bucks with with full DLC. Like with also they did with the Arkham series, God of War. You know, maybe they'll do something like that. I mean, what I, I would, I, which I would think would be amazing if they, 
you know, always the big trend of remasters is maybe a, a God of War trilogy remaster. I mean, that would be amazing. Well, um, <clears throat> you know, of course, we've always we waited. We've you know, maybe EA will wake up and we'll get maybe a Mass Effect uh, trilogy remaster. You know, hopefully they'll continue the trend of making good remasters because this generation has shown that they've made some really good remastered games. And even if even with like the upscale, like Last of Us, I never played. On PS3, I got rid of it at the time, and then I picked it up on PlayStation 4, and I was, like, blown away by how good this game is. So, I could see them doing something like that. Well, uh, I don't think that uh, they actually confirmed backwards compatibility. Uh, they did with the 4, but I don't think they did 3 to 2 yeah, or 1, though. not yet. It's, that's just a floating rumor. And uh, remember there was a statement about, like, maybe two weeks ago... That was like not all PS4 games might not work right off the bat from the beginning. You get me? It's like very on the year until we get concrete information on it. It's just like hoping. But you you know, like the first party titles, they are definitely going to like remaster them for the PS5. It's just like it's a safe bet. You know, my I agree with Pat. Like, I don't think it might be all of them yet, but maybe one or two are going to be on the launch. And then maybe another two, you know, in four or five months hopefully with today's technology they can go back with you know with with emulation and everything like that hopefully they can go back and get because there are some ps2 games that are digital that do work on ps4 and then of course xbox you know we see their backwards compatible lineup compared to sony's i think sony is i think that is where they're they miss the mark is backwards compatibility there's no ps3 games that work on ps4 there like i said there's maybe a handful that are PS2 that work on PlayStation 4, but they're digital, right? So we look, it's like GTA 3, San Andreas, it's like very Rockstar heavy, and then there's like maybe a couple random games here and there. As you look at Xbox One, there is a laundry list of Xbox 360 games that work on Xbox One, and there's a good list as well of original Xbox games that work on Xbox One as well. So I think Sony... With their new console, and we've seen how back how important backwards compatibility is to the market. I think they would be smart, and then we're also going to talk about PlayStation Now. I think they would be smart to get on it. And you know, again, we're at that time where there's emulation everywhere. People emulate even on like the worst computer. They could play a PlayStation One game on there. Like, come on now. You mean to tell me that they don't have yeah. the technology to emulate? Yeah, I agree. Emulate it, it, it's going to be a defining factor, honestly, yeah. to be honest. Like, you like, mean, like if you they can't t- pull it up, yeah. it's going to ruin them. Yeah, like you mean to tell well, me I mean, you, you can't emulate a PlayStation 1 or a PS2 game on a new console, but I could get a $200 computer and I could emulate a PlayStation 1 game on it? Like, come on. Well, I mean, emulating on a PC and a console are very different things on how they work, but, I mean, at least, the, you know... I think that we will probably see a lot more backwards compatibility with, with PlayStation. I know that you know Xbox out of the box will have that, and it will have that. The Series X will be compatible with all titles for Xbox One, so I think that's a really cool idea. And I, I I'm assuming that Sony will do the same exact thing. I'm hoping at least, and I think that's they're gonna get better. Uh, which is going to take us into PlayStation Now because I know from what I heard, I don't have PlayStation Now. I only have the ear from what people tell me is that it doesn't really offer that much as far as games, like old games, you know, the classics. Uh, do you guys have it? Can you guys elaborate a little bit more on what we could see on the PlayStation Now and the new upgrades that might be coming? So the first step they took that I'm sure Barbosa can agree as well. The first step they took to kind of fix it was they dropped the price from 20 to ten dollars a month. Now, asking for twenty dollars a month for, you know, again, some of the game they do have their exclusive games, but the big difference between PlayStation Now and Game Pass is that Game Pass is day one you get your Xbox exclusive. You don't have to wait several months to get an Xbox exclusive um, on Game Pass. So that's already one. You're also paying if you are you are paying five bucks more. But you're also getting Xbox Gold, and you're also getting Xbox um, Window on Windows as well. So the five dollar difference is more worth it than playing paying ten dollars a month. You don't get PlayStation Plus, you don't get PlayStation exclusives at launch. I mean, there's really, I, I don't really, I, I don't really, that's that's the only really benefactor is that it's ten bucks a month. But I mean, if you've never played. 
the uh, exclusives, it's kind of, if it's kind of like on your backlog, then I would say PlayStation Now is worth it. I think play, in PlayStation 5, I don't know if it's because Sony releases more exclusives than Xbox does that they don't want to do it, but I think they they should to compete. So I, I think that would be the smart thing for them to do is now release day one. And now MLB The Show is not even exclusive anymore. So there goes that. So I think now, and I mean, realistically, Sony pumps out from what I usually play. I want to say, Barbo, you could correct me if I'm wrong, like five exclusives. That and, and then maybe they could charge the same thing. Maybe they could bump it up to 15 and they give, you know, you get PlayStation Now and you get PlayStation Plus. You get the exclusives at launch. I think it would be better to, to compete in that sense. I think it needs a lot of upgrades. It's I think they're going to talk about restructure. Probably, I don't know if it's going to get announced on this event, to be honest, because there's so much information being released. But I definitely believe that they're going to restructure PlayStation now. There's no way they can continue this. It's, you know, Jay Prince has uh, put uh, on, on, on our chat, right, about gaming as a service. It's selling now. It's This is the future, right? We see with streaming services for video and everything. Service is becoming the next step for, you know, we can buy products and we still do no matter what, right, guys? Mm -hmm. But service is the next step, you know. They, they have to improve on it. There's no way they can maintain the same PlayStation now, you know, with the way the, the market is moving. I, at least that's my personal opinion. I think you, you guys agree somewhat with me. They need to, like, you know, exclude this right off the bat. Or maybe not yet, you know, maybe after a month if they can't do it. You know, there's a lot of variables that we don't understand that why they, they're not doing it. So that's the other factors we got to take into account. But there are, there's definitely need change on PlayStation now. But I definitely believe that that's one of the, the their focuses because whoever gets the gaming streaming right, right, Stadia was – Okay, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's best. You know, it's best. Nice. It was okay. You're being very nice. I don't think it was okay. But honestly, with the, the I think the sweet spot is where you know Stadia stays, and where Game Pass does. Right? It's up to I should I believe they should be up to the user whether they want to stream the game, or they want to install it in their hard drive and play it that way. I think that's you get me like. That's how it should be, but I don't think it's going to happen for years, honestly, to be effective. Yeah, enough no, I, I, I 100% agree with you. I think PlayStation now needs look, – look at what Game Pass has done to change the market with releasing you know, their their exclusives day one. And then the la the past uh, E3, they announced Game Pass Ultimate, which you, know, you don't even have to buy Xbox Gold anymore. You don't have to go out there and buy a subscription card. You get all that. By just paying fifteen dollars a month, I mean it's really it's really changing, and digital downloads has grown rapidly with this generation. So, I mean, of course, people are there's still going to be those people who buy the hard copies and things like that. But I think PlayStation needs to kind of overhaul the PlayStation Now in a big way to keep up with Game Pass because Game Pass is miles, and I mean miles. It's not even like a step ahead of PlayStation Now. It is miles. Ahead yeah, of PlayStation. But the thing now. with PlayStation Pass, though, is that came out way before it Xbox did. Game Pass did. It did. It was. Uh, so I would have assumed that they would have had their, their long foot in that door already and the, bringing some great the, console the titles. Big, the biggest problem was, and if I remember correctly, the games did not run very good at first. And it was twenty dollars a month. They, they were really they were asking people for twenty dollars. I mean, you really? Yeah, no, to play I, old, I definitely to, see that. To play old games, you know, to play old games. You're not again. You're not getting any of the new content right away. I think that's what intrigues me about Game Pass, and I'm sure it intrigues a lot of other consumers. Is that I don't have to pay sixty bucks for Gears. I'm getting it. Boom. 12 o'clock midnight, and that's also great about Game Pass. You get it at midnight. You don't have to wait till the next day. So, yeah, I do like that, though. You know, that, I mean, that has been the, 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 and then also, let's look at Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds is not even an exclusive, and it's on Game Pass. It's a multi-platform game, and if you only have PlayStation, well, you're crapped out of luck. you got to pay 60 bucks. I got you're it. Blur I got Game Pass. Yeah, you know, it's... Uh... 
I think it's good, man. I, I think at that point, I don't know how profits work within that, but I really think it's a cool way for developers to, to get involved. And, uh, you know, I, I take my hat off to them because I don't know if they lose money on that, on that, but that's a really awesome thing. I really like it a lot. <clears throat> so, basically, we talked about a lot. So, the, the one last thing we're going to talk about for the PlayStation is the launch date. Um, you know, it would be pretty cool as if PlayStation and Xbox released a console on the same exact day. Which one would you choose? Oh, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't make you choose... Uh, so when do you guys think it's going to land? Uh, I'm kind of feeling around November. If I'm remembering my history again, I think it was, were they a week or two apart, the Xbox One and the PS4? Um, I don't even know if it was a week or it was a couple of days apart, actually. Because I remember the PS4 launched first. I remember that. And then I remember the Xbox One came out shortly after. But I don't remember if they were just a week or two apart. That's where I'm drawing a blank. But... Um, that I I'm gonna agree with Dan. I'm gonna say around uh November, mid November. It was a week apart. Yeah, yeah, exactly a week apart. So PlayStation came out on November 15, and then the Xbox One came out on November 22nd. I would like to see them come out on the same day. That'd be freaking funny as hell. Uh, so yeah, a week apart they were, and uh, I mean. I think I got both of them at that time because I got, yeah, I got both of them. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't know I where don't... I always find the money for that shit, but it's a miracle. Does <laughs> uh, any you guys have anything else to add to the PlayStation life? I mean, I'm really excited. I mean, besides that, I'm really excited. I mean, we're we're about to enter uh, next generation. Entering next gen is always exciting, right? Because we're gonna get some new graphics, new power. Getting new technology is always really exciting so i'm really excited to see what sony if they can keep up the momentum from the playstation 4 and i'm also really excited to see if xbox uh rebounds from their disastrous launch of the xbox one so very excited i hope both companies come out the gate hot and you know hopefully everything works because i remember xbox one when i first got it the the party chat was a, a mess and i had a useless connect so you know, hopefully both. Oh, yeah, the connect. <laughs> yeah, hopefully both systems launch very well. I, I just want, I want good exclusives for PlayStation. You know, I, I am gonna get both. I, I, you know, I don't want another freaking Knack. I don't want Knack Three. I don't want any other uh, random VR game at launch that I'm not gonna play. You know, I, I want, I want a heavy hitter. So we, we already know that we're getting a heavy hitter with Halo Infinite with Xbox. I, I want a heavy hitter for PlayStation. So. Definitely looking forward to that. Yes, Jade, there was a knack too f- for some insane reason. I do want a heavy hitter for Xbox as well. Uh, so yeah, man, I can't wait for for that life. But there's, there's before we end this, there's one last thing to talk about, and we can't skip this because that would just be rude. Uh, and that is the Xbox Series X prototype leak that came out. And I gotta say, from just just from looking at those pictures, whoever my condolences is, for the guy that leaked it because he left the serial code up. Yeah, he did, so, and that could be tracked in two seconds. And why is that shit so dirty, man? Why don't you clean that up? Leaving it all dirty like that—that's crazy. Anyways, uh, actually, I, it's actually a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be, uh, which is actually surprising. And uh, basically. Everyone is wondering what the hell that port is on the back. And before we get to that port, there's one thing I gotta say. Why the hell did you take out that HDMI in? Why? Why? I I love that port. And now it's not an all-in-one console because now you can't connect a cable box to it? That's outrageous. But yeah. Do you guys do you guys use that port at all? No, no, not at all. No, I don't use I that don't port. That. So it, that doesn't. Um, I actually I tried to when I was uh setting when I was doing the TV because I remember uh our good friend Diego was using it to watch his TV on his Xbox, but I could never figure it out. So I just uh, said screw it, and I didn't worry about it ever since. Uh, yeah, I, I use it a lot. So uh, as you guys know, prototypes might not be the final, but 
from what from what we saw in the picture, it had optical two Type A ports, an Ethernet port, a power port, and an HDMI port, and a very interesting, weird, long port, which nobody really knows, but people are trying to guess. I heard people say it's a key to open the console to do an upgrade. I'm like, well, you're dumb. Uh, and then uh, Barbosa and I talked about, it, and we think it's a it's an it's an MVM SSD chip. A slot, which would be freaking awesome because, you know, Barbosa and I, we love our storage and fast storage. Uh, Barbosa, you know, do, do you still think it is what you think it is? Well, yeah, there is one, like, so nobody knows what's happening, but there is a talk that it might be a diagnostic, so, uh, like, input, but I highly doubt it that it is. Because if it is an MVE slot, I just take my money, you know? I'm going to put another a terabyte, at least, in there. Just to be like, yeah, I done found a terabyte it. for one hundred and thirty dollars for that. It's going to change the game in terms of speed. You know, the external is decently fast, like me and you were talking yesterday. But man, MV speeds for your external memory. So it's like just going to add in total as you know your total storage. It's not separated into or anything like that. It's just amazing. I and yeah. at least that's my opinion. I really hope it is a NVMe slot. I really do, and of course, we don't exactly know yet until we find out from Microsoft themselves. But what else could it be? I mean, it's kind of the same size as a chip, so I'm really super excited to hear more about that. We probably won't hear anything until E3, and finally, please put to rest what ports this console has because we all need to know what ports this thing is actually going to have. Because I think two SD, two uh, Type A ports is clearly not enough, and uh, I think you get one in the front too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, honestly, you know, I got shocked when you know uh, AMD showing the CES and there were like USB C ports, and I like, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, yo, I, I would that would be awesome, right? Uh, so yeah, man, I I can't wait to hear more about that. Uh, Pat, did you have any thoughts about the prototype from what you saw? Um, I'm, I'm, I let I let you guys do the uh, little the tech stuff about it, but I mean it looks good. I like the I like the I like the console's design. I always say it looks like an Alexa, so I have nothing against how the design looks. I mean, definitely as long as it doesn't look like that VCR as the original Xbox One, you know, I'm good with it. We don't need a freaking heavy VCR console anymore. So I do like the design, so I'm very very excited for it. Yeah, yeah, uh, so am I. Uh, I. I absolutely cannot wait. And I just want to see what the controller is going to look like because that you know the Xbox, in my opinion, has always had the be- uh, the better controllers. Xbox 360, in my opinion, is the best controller of all time in, a- in any controller. So I'm always, I'm always, I'm really anticipating what the next Xbox controller is going to look like. I think it would be somewhat very similar to the the one that we have now with the X. Uh, it, it would be really cool for them to kind of make a uh, a standard elite type of controller. So I mean that that would be pretty cool. I know the elite two just came out, which I really need to pick up. Uh, but Marvel, so you have any thoughts on the the controller that we might be getting, or any ideas on what you would like to see? Well, they kind of showed it, and like the controller, there's a couple differences. They unify the top of it, so if you look at the top, it doesn't have that going side, like the way it dented in. So it's like four flat. And they finally, of course, added the shear button, which was awesome. Um, But otherwise, I think the controller is pretty much the same. I hope they uh, upgrade my biggest pet peeve with the controllers for Xbox, other than the Elite, which I have, um, it's the shoulders. Man, like the triggers are perfect, but the shoulders, I come across a lot of it from friends and everybody that I know that if you play like games like Dark Souls or Sekiro or anything like that, man, those shoulders go like quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I You know, the only control I have now is that the back start peeling off like the rubber part. But and then when I game a little too hard, my fucking buttons pop off, which is kind of upsetting, but. I guess it is what it is at this point, but we're going to actually close out the podcast for tonight, guys. And uh, before we go, we got to do some stuff, you know? Uh, so we are 
having a Call of Duty Modern Warfare tournament, and it's going to be in March. Yes, it will be prized as well, and yes, it is free entry, so you can definitely check out all that information. I have it straight up on our Facebook, on our Twitter. You can check it out on intermodelspacement.com. We want you there. It, it is it is actually almost filled, so grab those spots now. And then of course, one more time, we got to give it to our beautiful, lovely sponsors, blackinkgames.com. We love them. Awesome people. We got to talk to them quite a few times, and we would love to have them on the show at one point. And of course, you could buy a whole bunch of games on there, consoles, uh, retro games, a whole bunch of stuff. So definitely check them out with our promo code basement to save some of that cha-ching. And as we are leaving, you guys know where to find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at In Our Mom's Basements, uh, all podcast platforms such as Spotify, Pandora, uh, crap, I just threw a blank, iTunes and uh, Google Music at In Our Mom's Basement and a whole bunch of other places too. And of course, on InOurMom'sBasement.com I am Dan Joffrey, about to sign off. Sorry, Dan, a pizza man, uh, signing off with my big buddy of mine, Rage Quit Pet, and uh, Melchel Barbosa. See you later, guys. Later, later. Later. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. You've just listened to the In Our Mom's Basement, a video game podcast with your hosts, Dan Geoffway and Rage Quit Pat. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. See you in the next episode.